Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ghetto Boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us It's GB don't get it twisted, on cold and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, yeah. Real G, stand up. <laughs> Little Kiki is in the building. Bruh, it's an honor. Man, nah, it's, it's an honor. honor. Well, I, I'm sitting amongst the greats. Well, you are one of the greats. So Absolutely. we are sitting amongst a great too. Kiki, that. what you have done for this city, man, and I don't I don't want this to go unrecognized, man, you know, by everybody. Like we see you, bro. You know what I mean? Like the 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 way that you started your career, you know I was there, right? I saw the whole transition. You saw the movie? I did. All right. I saw it. I saw you 
I, and I always tell you this every time, you know, we talk about it, but man, you invented slab talk. Okay. In the rhyme. In rhyme. Yeah, you invented that shit, bro. You was coming down. You was coming down with the elbows and vows with the candy paint. So if if, if we gonna keep it all the way a buck, then we gotta tell a motherfucker where that shit came from. That shit came from the Don Kiki on everything, and he brought it to my attention that uh, uh, it was him and Fat Pat. But Kiki was the first that I heard on record to do it. So. R.I.P. to Fat Pat. Well, me and Pat, we just, we we started together pushing the culture as far as, you know, it, we was out from that type of lingo and that talking and talking about the slap, but we was the first ones to really kind of get the forefront at Screw House and the mixtapes and it's starting to spread. And what I did with my first album was, you know, a lot of people just thought that I was going to do a freestyle. Way. We had such a big freestyle buzz and our fans were that. So I kind of just took freestyle rap <laughs> And made it rhyme, different stuff that I was saying, the freestyle, I kind of just kind of made it more sense and put the whole, the elbows and the slab and the coming down and the drinking and all that stuff that we were saying at Screw House, just kind of collaborated it up and kind of made it start rhyming in a different way. And it took off, man. And, you know, it gave it, it gave a feat to the culture that we live now. Y'all taught Dope. us something different, you know what I'm saying, and how we looked at y'all and embraced y'all. So. When we came in with this particular thing, it wasn't accepted well at first. Cause we just saying anything off the top of the head. So and that's and that's what I, that's what I want. Let me interject, uh, not to cut you off, but you are a masterful freestyle. Practice uh, it. You do well. I did at the okay, time. Okay, not practice it like I'm. I'm sitting back and I got some time. I'm like we done it so much as a Bruh. as a repetitive thing in the hood, just doing it and doing it and doing it till we got great at it. I, I hear a lot of people talk about freestyling, and uh -huh. this is all over the fucking country, all over the world. They talk about freestyling, right? Uh -huh. And I'm like, freestyling is not a rap that you wrote. You know, everybody's saying that we gonna freestyle, but they freestyling some shit that they wrote down. Yeah, nah, bro, off the top. Yeah, yeah. Most people, you know, I, I, I've thought, I've, I've, I've started having to call it a Texas freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time, when I see, if I see like a Funk Master Flex, or I see some of these other podcasts, and they like such such gonna drop us with a freestyle this week, it's basically something they didn't wrote. <laughs> right. You know, they didn't wrote it, and you know, and they didn't done it like that. Well, us, we just started kind of different, and me and Pat just kind of branched out, elevated, start, elevated, game. and start yeah. doing it at. Now, you know, man, I could do it five or six minutes without messing Bro, up. Bro, I, I, I have to. seen you on uh, on uh, somebody's phone. It call it catching Rick. <laughs> that boy <was> Ricking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, man. Pop another pill. Higher than a hill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, to hear some of that 20 years later is crazy. But it was live. But it was live at the time. It was live, and everybody else that's following that, um, that's following that blueprint, man, is following your blueprint. You know, you you'll say some shit like like the Ghetto Boys and and Will and Face. You know, they had a blueprint. You yeah. know, you'll say that 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 uh, uh, um, uh, uh, NWA had a blueprint. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Keek, y'all had a blueprint, man, and people are following the blueprint. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say they was gripping grain and coming down. Uh oh, yeah, you gonna hear that a lot. <laughs> you gonna, but listen, man, this is what I tell people. Shout man. out to the Don, man. Yeah, big salute. But this is what I try to tell you all the time. I wouldn't, you know, people 
get a lot of things, man. I I got probably the most samples of anybody. I get sampled the most anything, but in the later in the latter parts of my career, I understand. Give me one, give me one of your samples. What's the sample? All of them. Knocking like, those down. Knocking those down. Um, Showing my uh, surround. Scooter already warned me. Say what? Scooter and I already warned me. Chunk up the deuce. I'm a G. Wait, wood chunking grain. up the deuce for the South. Right now, I'm a G. Uh, wood grain wheel. Um, you got to put them in the raps, though, so people will really understand well, what bun, it's Draped up and dripped out. Bun, draped up. That's a key sound. Don't. Pimp C and Bun. I mean, Pimp C, knocking those. Don't. Knocking those. That's mine. Don't. Chunk up the deuce. That's mine. Don't. Trays. Scooter and I already warmed me. That's mine. Don't. Slim Thug. Wood grain wheel. Man, I got to work my wood grain. Don't. That's mine. I'ma break them off real, real bad. That's Ooh. mine. All them Kiki samples. And they all from screw tapes. Dope. Man, that's dope, man. That is history, though, man. Nah, that's history. That, but that, I keep telling Houston people, culture, I wouldn't trade man. that in for my relevance, though. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's, I wouldn't. It's so dope, man. I wouldn't say, hey, man, all y'all don't do that. No. No, and no, no. They that, actually, it's a part of my relevance. They actually, they actually add to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know what I'm saying? And so much, I wouldn't give big shouts that. out to to to, to the whole to city. All of the, to the whole city. Yeah. That 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 rock with that blueprint, man. Yeah, and I, that, I that, that, that's you should feel honored though. I do. You I know what honored. I mean? I, I wish a motherfucker would sample my shit so I could feel like <laughs> I well, said something. At the end, man. You know what I'm saying? Like people used to always be like, "Man, did you?" Hey man, listen, I didn't miss out on nothing that God had for me. You know bro, what I'm bro. saying? Like I didn't miss out on no, no money, and, and, none that how it had. Drake came back and paid me for a sample 25 years later. He didn't even sample nothing. He just paid me for something that he said. He said, I'm draped up and dripped out. No, just for him saying I'm draped up and dripped out. Wow. He cut me a check for it and, and gave me a raw and, and and broke me out just for saying it. He didn't sample, yeah, he just said Drake, it. Dope man. ass fucking Drake. Drake. I love yeah. Drake. Yeah, he's man. A big and you know what? Humble cat too. Yeah. Super duper yeah. cool, man. He did that for me. So, you know, man, I like I say, man, the samples, I love them now. It's a thousand of other ones that you hear, but for the greats in the cities and the people that use them in the city, Paul man, to the Slim. greats, man. Paul I Slim, I appreciate Bunny, yeah. uh, 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 MC, whoever. Pimp. You know what I'm saying? I love All of them, man. Man, we love y'all. You know, I got a confession to make. Let's go. When I first heard you, I thought you was a one-trick pony. When I first heard you. When huh? I first heard you, because, you know, you slabbing. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, he's just talking about, you know, what he's, what he's, what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Then I started listening. I yeah. Started really listening <laughs> to what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> he's cold, you talking man. about that shit, that real cold, life cold, shit. Kiki, cold as hell. That was a cold, cold. It actually was in there already with the, with, with the slabs and stuff. Yeah. It was already there. Well, Hershey was hard here, man. I went, it went over my head. I missed it at the beginning. <laughs> really, to be honest, started, really, to be honest, yeah. man, people think, man, I, I'm, I love slab music because I make the most money off of it. God has blessed me. People love me to do it. And that, but, man, I love the streets. I love talking about other things. So if you tap mm -hmm. into my music, you're going to find out what type yeah, of artist I am. Yeah. People just be thinking like some yeah. car, car, car shit because that's no, what I do. I know the Kiki. I know the Kiki. Yeah, very, very, yeah, very. very yeah, I, I like, I, I'm on some gangster shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cold, cold, cold. I love gangster music. I grew up listening. I grew up listening to Call Me The Gangsters of Love. This ain't no bullshit. Call Me The I'm on Willie D. Scarf, don't. I'm going to rap this shit. You know, we used to have a contest of rapping. You know, uh, uh, who can rap, uh, you know, all these different shit, who can say the face and who can do all that. So we grew up under this type of big mic frames and Scarface and we grew up under this. So this is how we came to talk. And and we were introduced to all this different music by screw. We didn't know nothing about the radio. All these Cbos and this gangster shit, that's we was introduced screw. to it and screw. So that's what nigga had set oh, his game off. People just thought our game was just so much about the car game, but... 
It's really a street game. And I'm really into music and hooks, and I think that's how I'm still here today. I just always believed in the music. I got 50 tapes, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So that's that's why. And it's all man, uh, and it's all got, independent. You really. got you got like I was looking up your discography, man. You got like 25 of your own records and like 15 collaborations, right? Something uh-huh. like that. That's crazy, man. That's that is that's crazy just, production. That's We're pimping his pen. Collabor- well, I ain't talking about collaborated collaborated songs. I'm talking about. Albums. Yeah. That is a lot of damn work. Well, I tell people, I never, man, I haven't hustled in uh, 25 years, 30 years. I ain't done 25 years. I ain't done nothing. No type of hustling. I, I just always believed in the music. I rapped my way out of everything. No matter what kind of trouble I was in, I had warrants for 10 years running on the road. I've been through a lot of shit, but I just always <laughs> believed in the rap. The 50 albums on my wall in my office and my studio, this is not about sales, platinum. This is about, man, no matter how bad it got, that's what I turned to, the microphone. That and, shit is so fucking dope. And, and, and 25 years later, I own all of them CDs. I own all of them. So fucking yeah, dope, key. Hey, man. How, do, how, how does one be a celebrity and be on the run for 10 years? Uh, by the grace of God. And how, how you, let me tell people all the, the time. Authorities? I tell people all the time, you got to know how to run. It's a, it's a discipline. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not promoting people to do it. I wish I would have turned myself in earlier and probably would have got some of my life back. That I, I ran from 96 to 2006. Damn. And, um, it's a different, you know, it, it would be things like this. I had, first of all, just being honest, I had all type of fake IDs, all types of, I was investing into all that. I had whole different name. I signed my deal with Swish House under a different name. You know, I had a different name that I was signed under or something else. And then I finally got caught when I got caught in 2006 or 2007, something like that. I had been running so long, I never even really told him. You know what I'm saying? I was really was just trying to get an album out the way, get it done. I signed on a different name, man. And that's why I'm kind of indebted me and G-Dash because he gave me $50,000 up front to get that, to buy my lawyer. My lawyer was a hundred grand. Cost me a uh, fifty grand up front. I didn't take any money from Swish House when I done that deal. Not a quarter. Powerwall, Platinum, Mike Jones, whatever he is, they got money. I went over there and just signed the deal just to kind of get an album. What I came out there was with, I'm a G, chunk up the dudes, an album, and I got my life back. I ran 10 years. Mm. I had got eight years TDC in 1996. I made a um, an appeal bun. Anything that was 15 years or less, I made an appeal bond. I went on the run in the first year, but I had a lawyer who was playing as if we dispensed the case. We got through it. I found out I didn't have a warrant. So when I came back and I got caught, that's why I missed the break of my video. If you go look in the break of my video, I'm not in it. I'm locked up at the time. So when I came back, the actual judge actually remembered this particular lawyer who was doing that. He went to jail for it. He done what two years. What the fuck? Yeah, he went. He done by two or three of us like that. She ended up giving me shock probation. Seven years shock probation. I got out. Explain what that is. No shit. Shock probation is wild because at the end of the day, if you get caught, you're gonna do the rest of the time. It's oh, not. No, it's sir. not like a. If you get in any more trouble, like if you like, if they give you eight years shock probation, you violated. You're gonna do eight years. That's the difference. So that's, I. Cl- that's similar to like deferred adjudication. It's, it's like deferred adjudication, but it's it's cut and dry. So I had. She gave me shock probation. I got out. I did. I did about a hundred. About a hundred days from December 
to, but that was the whole thing that changed my life. Okay, so when I got caught, I got out, still signed the switch house. I'm on probation. I'm still doing what I do, though. I'm still drinking. I'm still smoking. I, I've been running all these years. And as soon as I get out to get myself back out of trouble, I'm back drinking. I'm back smoking. I'm back doing all that. Man, I caught another case. God damn it. After I was off probation, though, I beat it and I caught another case. I'm finna get ready to do some time. So the lawyer. What'd you was, get caught with? If you don't mind us asking. They ran in the studio. I didn't even get caught with nothing. Oh, they no, just I ran didn't. in my studio and they was getting drink out the, out the, out the, out the cool out the refrigerator like it's poured up already. I'll, and long story short, I beat it. But the judge told me, he was like, man, she was like, man, if we catch you on this, I'm gonna give you $5.99. I told you not to come back down here. We saved your life. You get $5.99. This was November of 2011. They put me on a pretrial bond. I had to stop drinking syrup and for three months, syrup and weed, I had to stop everything. That was November 2011. I haven't drunk another cup of drink since that day. That shit, did you go through withdrawals? Hey, hey, that's dope. beautiful, I'm proud, proud of that. I, I went through super That's beautiful. You went through, you tell, tell I, them about the withdrawals on the drink. This is the shit that we, that, that, thank you, Kiki. Yes. Well, hey, bro. Thank you, man. I drank it for 20 years. God damn. From a kid to then. And... You know, here it ain't just about the withdrawals. It's about the mindset. It's a real addictive drug. I got to a point where, now this changed my whole life. I'm not talking about another deuce, another sip, a cup. I came back. I'm talking about November 2011. I haven't had another taste of it. Not another ounce, not another sip, not another nothing of it. Changed my whole complete life. At this particular time, I remember having shows and shit, man. I can have $200. Man, I might just want a pair of Dickies and a T-shirt. Because I want that drink. That's the most important thing. I might have a thousand dollars worth of bills. I'd rather drink up six, seven hundred and put the bills on the back end. It, it ain't just about the withdrawals. It's the mindset hmm. also that drink with this type of addictive. Man, I didn't have no rollers and no houses and no cars. Man, I own my houses now. I own my cars. I'm a different person. I probably done 20 more tapes since that, since, since that particular time to go to my catalog. It just changed my whole complete life. Oh. So the withdrawals oh. is, is, is understood stomach and shit. That, that had nothing tell to do me, with tell, Break it down with that fucking well, withdrawal shit so they'll know, man. Well, this the is, thing about it, man, is, is, is liquid heroin. That, that, that's off the come top. On. That's off top. Come so, on. and I ain't a hypocrite. Like, no, 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 no. None of my partners, I ain't talked them out of it. Like, it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? This is the decision I made for myself. I'm not, you ain't seen me on here on online. Hey, y'all niggas drinking that, drinking. I'm not saying that it's a decision you have to make for yourself, but it's going to control your body. It's going to control your, hey man, let me tell you something. I spent $50,000 fixing my teeth fucking with that drink. I got pretty white motherfuckers right now, but I spent $50,000 taking that grill out of my mouth and fixing all that rotten shit all in your God mouth fucking it. with that drink. I ain't scared to be, fought if, I ain't missed none of my front teeth. I ain't have to take none of them. But all this shit in the back, you know, man, y'all niggas, man, some of y'all that's been drinking 15, 20 years, it's a definite you got diabetes. Motherfucker. It's a definite. You know what I'm saying? Your sugar. So it's it's a lot that go with it from a standpoint. But hey, man, it's a it's a decision that you have to make on your own. Y'all haven't seen me on a campaign of shitting on nobody that's doing it, but I'm trying to tell you right now, man, like, it's 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 a very, it's very detrimental to your body, to your health, to your mindset. Wow. And it is what it is. You know, I, I and, and 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 I'm gonna admit that back in '96, '97, I used to I used to sip every now and then, mm -hmm. but it made me sleep so motherfucking much until I didn't want to fuck with it no more. I love the way it tastes. Mm -hmm. 
I love the way that shit tastes. Well, I never drank it for the high either. I drank it for the taste, but it's yeah. still very addictive. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the whole thing about it, man, it's going from a from a it's going to control your 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 eating habits. Well, you know, you're not you're not really eating. You're waiting to eat, then you're going to pig out. You're eating. You know, you're not you might not you get to a point you can't eat without it. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, now you got to drink it to eat it. To get hungry. You don't even have an appetite. Damn. You don't have an appetite. This and let me ask you this. Damn. When when screw died, uh -huh. that didn't spook you? Like to, to say, you know what, I don't want to fuck with this stuff no more, man. Well, the the thing about it. Well, you and screw screw, y'all were super tight. Well and screw it up quick. But you gotta understand, man, this uh I've always been a, a loner. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as do my thing, do mm -hmm. that. Me and screw, we tight. But what people don't know, like that's why I respect so much of the other people that feel like they SUC because they were really screw friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Screw, we cool, we do this here. But when I leave here, I'm from Hersheywood, I'm from South Park, I'm somewhere else. Like I don't call Screw Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, hook up with him. It's basically when I come to the house Business. and do tapes. So okay. no people, people didn't st stop or switch even after a Pimp C or Screw because people always feel like however you indulge is however you do it. What I do and you high, took too much, or yeah, or yeah, whatever. You took yeah, something else yeah, you might have, you might have been doing this or doing yeah. that or doing this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying it, it's no different. You know what I'm saying? It's no different than a person that's uh, smoking a cigarette. We know motherfuckers catching cancer and dying from this here. You still gonna, you still gonna, still gonna step out on the porch and smoke a cigarette because they just feel like my body and how I do it and what I do. Or having a drink at a bar and getting, then getting in the car and, and killing somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was the same thing with, with this drinking and all this here and what they consumed and what they done and your environments and the people that you're around. You know what I'm saying? It's no, it's wild. So I didn't, it wasn't that it wasn't a wake-up call. It was just that so much other things were going on. You don't feel like, man, hey, man, I might not be doing all that. So this might not, you know. Now, older, you might say, man, listen, all of it's headed to, I'm glad. I can't see, I can't say where I would have been if I'd have put in another 12 years mm -hmm. of this drink. Well, I definitely wouldn't be in the mindset of where I'm at right now, how I done, man. I got my professional game all the way cleaned up. Man. Got myself all the way where I need to be, set myself up in the realm that I need to do. And, that's very difficult for a lot of people to do, man. It's very hard to kick them particular habits, man. You know what I'm saying? And kick them. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That ain't for everybody, man. You got to have a certain amount of discipline for that shit. So I, I just don't think it was a wake-up call for a lot of these people that's still drinking because mm. a lot of these people feel like, hey, man, the way they indulged in it, I do this so much different. And then, you know, niggas think they Superman, period. And, you know, I can do what I do, man, and I'm going to be all right. That's that's even with hustling. I mean, he hustled like that right now. We can notice the statistics of selling work going out. We notice the statistics of that, and it still don't stop niggas from thinking, I can get away with it a little <laughs> better than the next thing. You know no what I'm saying? Shit. I can hustle a little stronger. Right. That's just how it is, and it's the same way with drinking this shit. Or even when you get caught up, you know, you try everything, you get caught up, and you go into jail. While you in the back seat, you thinking, Damn. not that I'm going to stop, but— if How I, you could have done it a different way. And man. already you plotting, plotting and planning, man, man. man, about what you're going to do differently. How you going to not not a whole different, putting your life on a, an, an entire different trajectory. It's I'm going to do this. I'm going to still hustle, but I'm going to hustle like this and I ain't going to deal with this person. I'm going to do this. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's wild for people to. 
And, and people think, and people think, man, it's based on a certain amount of time they do. It's a lot of niggas that come back and continue their hustle based on. Hey man, the I way it was. Yeah, I can go do that if I gotta go just sit on. If 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 I gotta do two years for five hundred thousand dollars, then I'm gonna do. It. It's people with them kind of mindsets, man, and don't know that you know. what I'm saying me, I'm different. I don't. I can't do an hour. God damn. Yeah, I'm out. I'm doing If I'm burning out on the stop sign ticket right now. Mm-hmm. I done done enough. I don't want to. Right now, no, I, 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 I didn't game enough. Yeah, I don't I got to do no more. I, I use I use cold examples with my kids. Like my son, my son, my, my oldest son, his birthday tomorrow. I, I be, How old is he? He's going to be 23. God damn. Yeah. Congratulations, My, my oldest son, 23 tomorrow. And I use examples with him like that. I say, man, close your eyes. I want you to imagine this. It's a table right here. It's a man. It's a dude right here. He's sitting right here eating some food. Now, it's another dude right here by Willie D, by probably with that ghetto boy sign. He on the phone right there. He talking on the telephone. Do you know it's a nigga right behind him shitting? Mm-hmm. That's jailhouse. Yeah. yeah. He right here. Yeah. He in jailhouse. And, and get what he done with. You know that's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, he going to still be eating. He on the telephone. This nigga is right here behind him. He shitting. You ain't ready for that life, man. Mm-hmm. You ain't ready. You been coddled out. You not ready for every day, man, checking paper, all this. And I ain't, hey, listen, I ain't mad at you for not being ready. I hope you ain't ready. But I'm just trying to tell you, man, before you decide doing all this here, that's the ready. Now, and see, I live shit, that. Now I'm, now, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. That shit. I, mean, I ain't, man. Yeah, I ain't he, got he, another he, hour. And I, I really don't think that they understand the gravity of no. getting locked up and being put in a cage. And, you know, even when you just moving from, uh, different uh, from diagnostics or whatever, how they put you when you checking in, man. How they make everybody get butt naked, and, and, and they, they make everybody get like butt naked and slaves. put you in a fucking cage, dude. And then you move from that step, you know, to showering with a bunch of. I mean, everybody, and they they actually force you in some penitentiaries. They will force you to go ass the dick, standing up waiting. You know, they do this type of shit and they do it on purpose. You know, just it's the dehumanization of the whole thing. Gotta humiliate you. It, it, it would make you want to do something different. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step because god i can't stay where i am like i am where it is this isn't going to work i I have to move on but i don't know where a lot of time you'll use it as an excuse well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of uh, uh, dehumanization, let's let's, let's, let's tap in, Willie, to um, American history of uh, racial injustice that was done on this day. Kiki, you want to do the honors? I'll do the honors. Come on. Eight men, eight black men die of asphyxiation. What, asphyxiation. what year was this? What year? 1913. In 1913. Okay. After the authorities at a prison farm in Richmond, Texas, confined 12 black men in an underground cell as punishment for not picking cotton fast enough. Hmm. 
Not picking cotton fast enough. You not picking cotton fast enough, so we're gonna put your ass down here where they ain't got no motherfucking air. And, and, and I bet you a dollar to a donut, ain't nobody went to jail. Ain't nobody did no time. None. Nobody got punished. If that was in 1913, oh, definitely hopefully they all did. The, the the culprits that did that shit. Yeah. But 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 man, Kiki man, like I'm 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 following your underground movement, man, your independent movement, man. You selling merch all over the fucking place. You 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 putting out albums. You just you moving around, man, and I love it, man. I admire it, bro. It it, it it's, it's such it's so good to see my little brothers doing big brother shit. You know what I mean? Like that's huge, man. You know, I just tapped into my merch game now. Oh man, listen. I'm um. He been all over that merch. He been over that. He been on that I, shit for uh, years, though. I took a lot of lumps with it, you know, just trying to figure it out, man. I just was trying to make it a part of my platform. I've been doing it for ten years. I ain't make no money the last year. I ain't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all type of things going on. I I had times I was selling merch. I didn't even have to wait on the shirts and the things. So I'm sending people packages and it, they paying for $5 shipping by the time it get back and get to my, I didn't, it's $30 because I got the wrong weights on it. It's times I didn't have the shirts in the plastic. They smell it like weed and bacon. People come, baby, my shirt smell like bacon, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? I just kept going, man. I kept going all the way to this year. My son is taking over. Yeah, yeah I let my kid take over. I too, let my man. son take over, we man. Teach we teach kids how to fish, man. Yeah, we doing, we doing, we doing, we do very, very well now. We finally making some money with it. But at, at, at one time, man, it was just for me to keep the brand going, trying to figure it out, understand it's it, dope. trying That's to so keep, dope, trying to keep putting back into it. That's the hardest thing, really, to keep up with inventory and putting back into it. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow roll game. But once it's rolled, and man, I do three different things off mine. I'm like Chick Fil A. I don't got number chicken. That's it, I don't man. got steaks, burgers. I got T-shirts, caps, and hoodies, man. So when you press my thing, that's what it is. There ain't no goddamn hot dogs on there. This is Chick-fil-A. You don't come over here looking for nothing else but chicken. You that's know it. what I'm saying? So And, and it's rolling. My son, and game, baby. Yeah. And game. And game. And game. That's game. Oh, you know, I just dropped a book. Basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to tell you the name of your book. Your name, The name of your oh, book is Legend Talk. Legend Talk. No, it's Legend Talk. The quickest way, fastest to, way, the, the, fa the fast, the fastest way to a fresh start. Fastest that's way to it. a fresh start. That's it. I doing, think that's fucking brilliant. It's a motivational bro. book. Doing wonderful, man. That's doing. Good, I can't. But let me tell you, I ended up dropping it on spoken word too, and like an album. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we was trying to figure out how to get it on audio, and that we just, man. So we come. Man, so you read it? You read your book? Oh, you let somebody yeah. over here? I, yeah, I like, oh, no. No. Let me tell you what I done. Version. Let me tell you what I done. To do the book. I done it from an app where I had to just do my talking, run and do my talking, and then they cleaned it all up. We got ready to do the audio. I go in the studio. I'm reading that audio. This shit hard as shit to do. Oh, yeah. Trying to just get in a voice. And, man, I ended, yes. up, I ended up saying, you know what? That audio that I did, <laughs> that's it. And we dropped that shit, and that shit rolling like an app. No shit. Rolling, it's doing better. I do the hard, but I do the hard copy books from my site. You can get an autograph hard copy, book. and then I got it on Amazon. Everything, but it's rolling like an album on Title, Apple, and all that shit like an album. So that is you did so the dope. audio on your cell phone, on my cell phone, and it's clear, clean, and clear, everything. clean, and out. Now the next time, now, now I shipped it to my engineer, let him put it in um studio form to kind of you know yeah. cut it up. But it's me straight yeah. off the yeah. straight off the phone, and um. 
the next time I'll, I'll probably do it a little bit better in the studio, but it's it's real, it's authentic, it's original, and man, they love it, man. It's probably doing better than the hard copies and all that because it's right next to my album and you're able to get it off all my platforms like a CD. Doing well, bro. Yeah, that's nice. Beautiful. Doing well. Just trying to Lord try some have mercy. Mama done raised mm. a real thug. Trying to do some different shit. Me and my daddy cool buddy showed me tough love. <laughs> At 15, I was ass out getting grown. Yeah. By this time, old man had to moved on. Say, man, how much of that song, that song that you wrote, is your reality? All of it. All of it? Every every line, hey man, in that my mama my mama don't know how to drive still to this day right now. Mm-hmm. If if they if, listen, they can put a million dollars, ten feet from a hundred feet from here, and crank <laughs> up a car, and tell her go get that bit. We cannot get that money. <laughs> we go tap out. So my mama really walked four five miles, three four yeah. five miles to the store. Been walking since a young woman. So when we moved to the city, my mama still can't drive. I used to see my mama coming from deep from the corner with those groceries all that. My dad was an older guy. My dad had me at 50 years old. My mom was 28. He told her he was 35 years old. He had me at 28. My dad actually stayed across the street, not too even too far from us. So at 14 and 15, my daddy really did move on. I, my, at 15, you got to understand, my daddy was 65. At 15, he was kind of out of touch with who mm-hmm. I was as a kid. So I'm telling some real shit. <laughs> he showed me tough love, you know what I'm saying? So I love him to death, but you know, my old man wasn't in tune with the streets or whatever was going no on. No nonsense type yeah, guy. It, He's like, it, you do this, this gonna happen. I'm from the old school. He's from the old school. Happen. You gotta understand, I'm I'm 40 something. If my daddy was alive right now, he'd be 96. Had me at 50 years old. So that most of that whole story is true. I started out washing cars and cutting yards and graduated to cooking south and selling all, yeah, all that is don't, the truth. don't forget eating the burgers. Yeah, yeah eating the burgers <laughs> yeah, and stuff. All that, yeah, man. So my mom really used to, I used to really look up the, in that video, in I'm a G video, that lady that's walking down the street is actually my neighbor. My mom wasn't able to do it, but that's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's my mom really coming down that street, man, with two bags of groceries from far, all that right there. So that's a true story. Man, I'm when, a I, when I heard that song, let me ask you this. Did you get emotional when you wrote that song? I didn't even want it. Let me tell you, that song crazy. Like, Ferris... Okay, when I first signed, went over there to do that deal, when I first went over there to do that deal, people think the deal was really kind of switched out. The deal was with me and Ferris. Me and Ferris had a deal, and he was trying to get me another deal outside of the deal that Mike Jones had, which, which was with um, Warner and all this. So that's how I'm so when I first came. He, T. Yeah, when I first came, he was like, What do you. Do y'all have any music? You got any music left? I was like, I got one song. I want to do this song. I got called I'm a G. It wasn't like how Lee made it. I had it a different way, and I was talking about something different. It was another sample. Well, when Lee made it, man, we made about four. Shout out to Mr. Lee. Yeah, we made about, yeah, shout out to Mr. Lee. He made I'm a G. So we made about four versions to the song. And T. Faz just kept trying to get me to do another version. Another man, let me do another one, do another one. And G-Dash was the one who stepped up and said, hey, nah, man, we're going to leave that shit like that. That story that he telling right there, leave that. And that's how we ended up using that story. So I was past the emotion part because the first couple of raps that I wrote to it was sort of different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And we mm-hmm. ended up with this one. I was like, man, listen, that was the first conversation I had to go really have with Dash. I was like, listen, man. 
I'm an artist, man. I've been doing this a long time. You got to let me do me. You know what I'm saying? As far as this rap, I, I'm here to gain and get bigger because what y'all doing is much bigger than what I got going on. But you got to still let me have my creative control of doing me. And we ended up just keeping that version. And he'll tell you, man, anybody will tell you, I'm talking about you, you know, man, as an artist and as a rapper, I didn't even feel like that's my hardest rap. It was the most reality rap and the most... You know something that's oh, making no, sense, man. but no. as far as a skill, that shit was you hard. Know how man. you want to be when you thinking you got a, a skill for rap, but it ended up turning out, you know, much much it's, bigger it's than big. I thought. And then I was on that remix. Yeah, I know. I and, and, and 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 I, I was like, God damn. I got to go to my pen. I got to pimp my pen because Kiki got off on this motherfucker. It was nice, man. Hey, listen, song did wonders for me, man. Like, And just to be honest, man, like I came to the table with, with Jay, Dash, Red Boy, and Ferris. They all came and picked me up to do a deal. This is right after I done the video with Bun, the draped up. And to be honest, I'm admitting today, I didn't want to do Jay like that. Like, I had a warrant. I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to. I'm in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't really want to take none of your money and have to. Not saying I really want to do it to Ferris. <laughs> but I, not saying I really want to do it to them. But this is how I, Jay wanted to do something for me. I didn't want to take his money and be a fraud. And nigga, what? I got this in trouble. Ferris and them, I, I was going to take the deal. But I did. I kept it real with them, too. I didn't make them give me no money. I went over there and just rapped. ABA, Gangsta Grill, Loved by Few, Hated by Many. And the first time they ever had to give me a dollar was when I was in trouble. You know what I'm saying? I was in trouble and they had to give it to me. And I had worked my ass off already. So people don't understand, man. Like, I I don't care what nobody had to say about Ferris, Dad, none of this shit, because I'm a street cat. I needed $50,000 to get out of jail. And that was it. So when people ask me about my Swiss house experience, I don't care nothing about the the timing, the songs, the sales, nothing. All I care about is I came out of that with Chunk of the Deuce. I'm a G, saved my life, and I'm back. I got to be Marcus Edwards again. I got well, to that be- that boy Marcus Edwards. Hold yeah, up. Marcus Edwards again now. Hold yeah, up, I, can, I, can, I couldn't be him for a long time, for 10 years. <laughs> Marcus Lakey. Marcus Lakey. I, could, I couldn't wait to be Marcus Lakey again, man, because I've been running my whole, hey, man, I couldn't watch shows about jail. I couldn't watch movies about the penitentiary. Every sing, like every three, four years, it'll be a policeman who will remind me. Wow. You know, like they'll catch me somewhere and they'll be like, Key, bro, you know you got a warrant on my desk? And it, it'll, it'll put me in a shell, man. And I'll be, and that's how I became so articulate and everything because I used to be in the house so much. I seen every single movie. Every single, I was a dude who had 1,500 movies. I just went to reading and 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 looking at moves and come out. So when I came back out ten years later, people were like, man, how you learn how to talk? How you, man? I've been in the house running for a long time, and I only was coming out for a show here, a show there, or do this. So when y'all see me outside with these cars and this jury and all this and having a great time now, that's because I miss my run. You know what I'm saying? I missed my whole run 10 years of when I'm supposed to been getting to where I go. So one of my situations with, with Farrison was really based on, man, look at these niggas winning on how I, on what I built. So it wasn't about beating or joining them. It was about taking the best opportunity. I knew that I was going to get flack. I was going to have this. I was my south side baby. I'm all this. I just knew that that wall 
that I got to with all that rapping, I know if I go over here and take care of my business, if I go over here and chuck up the dudes, if I go over here and I'm a G, if I go over here and gangsta grill, I'm going to rap myself out of this shit just like I rap myself out of everywhere else. And I wouldn't trade them days in for nothing. Yeah. How was it when you came over and signed with a Northside label? It's like, because Brad has some experience some with shit. that. You know, he has some experience with that coming over to rap a lot, you know, coming from the South Side, yeah. rap a lot being on the North Side. You know, it's how, some how much people flack that you get? And, and are you still getting <laughs> any kind of flack for that? We don't get flack no more. Man, ain't no flag. It ain't no flag no more. But it's like this. It's people who will never get over it. But it's it's like this. It's only a few people that can make that decision and be able to do that. Like, I just knew I had the talent to stand on. I knew that this how it was. I had a warrant. I knew I had that. I'm in trouble. I can't make as many moves, so I can't really get the deal for myself. And I always tell people all the time, man, that was on our side. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Fuck Mike Watts. Fuck G-Dash, fuck T-Fash, fuck the whole now, fuck all them over there. We ain't going over there. That's just some bullshit. I'm a Southside baby and we ain't going, okay, we got that understood. Now, who got something for me to do? Hmm. I said, fuck all them. We ain't, we ain't got to go over there. Now I'm ready to rap. I need an album. Who got something for me to do? <laughs> Gee, who, who got, who on? Oh, ain't nobody on. <laughs> ain't nobody gonna help for them to do that oh, well shit I gotta get ready to take care of my business you know what I'm saying cause I'm a rapper for real now y'all want me to say man fuck them, them videos you know that gangster man we saw man you right that's what I'm gonna do I ain't fucking with no watch that's the north side G that them some north side nigga woo now I'm back on the south side what we finna do Gee, who, who man, on? Man. so that's what made me make the decision I, I had to go with what was happening at the time. So it was flack, but man, it was, it was, it was flack. Um, it was flack on my end too, but, but after the product, the, the product spoke, the product, the product, the fucking product spoke. And, and then you, you, you see your little homie that was, uh, you know, uh, riding the bus with you, uh, 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 going up to Sharpstown, you know, to make tapes at the, at the little place that they made the tapes at. He would beatbox on it. And then he would make a rap on that motherfucker. You see him pull up in the Ferrari. Or you see him pull up in the hood in the Bentley or Rolls Royce, and you be like, oh, that's why that nigga went, went to Jay. No, how can I get over there and sign? That's <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I had exactly. the same thing going on, man. I had people that was had something to say, but then, you know, they was trying to get their own opportunity to time too. You know what I'm saying? So that's how the game go. But at the end of the day, man, I just knew that I needed – Man, we were—I wouldn't say we were losing the race, but we were—we were behind, man. We, we wasn't were very behind. We were behind on where we needed to be, man. You know, all my comrades screwed and died, Patton died, Houghton died. We, died. We, we, yeah. we, and I'm in a situation where, damn, you know what? I'm finna get ready to do. So they offered me an opportunity to just really go to work. It was—I didn't get a fucking. I keep—I'm gonna iterate this shit fifty times. I didn't get a quarter. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go over there, man. They supposed to be rich. It's on right now. And I would tell you this here, Paul Wow is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like he showed shout me, out to Paul. He showed me a certain set of love that's unbelievable. Brilliant. Um, he he. First of all, he taught me a level of professionalism that was different from what I had been around. Paul is five thousand people in here. Paul wants to sign five thousand autographs. I'm telling you, we've been asking him to go since 2000 ago. Please, let's leave. He don't want to. <laughs> he kissing all the babies. And you got to beg him to stop doing shit for you. Please mm -hmm. just stop. Don't do not do nothing else. And when I got out of jail, when I came home from that run, from that 90 days, Paul was the one. We were in full effect. I'm a G finna come out. Paul took me on the road with him, and he was getting $25,000 a show. 
Paul was giving me sevens, eights, nines, all types of shit. Out of his 25? Hell yeah. Man, shout out to Paul Wall. Goddamn, God Paul. Paul Wall. Come on, Paul. I think me and Paul have done these shows together because I need to get Change, that. watch it, whatever. Run that, Paul. I we, ain't we, lying. Me and Paul, we ever did any show with Paul Wall? No, man. I'm <laughs> like, run that. <laughs> That's my brother. Hey, man, yeah, listen, still Wild. to this. Paul solid, man. Oh, he's solid. Hey, man, you, hey, listen, let me tell you. Was hedging everything. Well, let me say what I mean yeah. by hedging. Oh, uh, y'all want me to go on such and such and such and such? Nope. You got to let Kiki go on one on six apart. Huh. Y'all want to go to the touch? Huh. Oh, Kiki got to come on the basement. Yeah, I'm going on the basement huh. Rap City right now. Now, we only want part of Nah. Only huh. way I'm going to do this is if y'all letting. Hey, man, I used to have to be bumping him. He finna be in the interview going, Kiki crazy. Yeah, Kiki's this, that, that, that. Bro, this your interview. Man, a lot. Man, this is my brother. He can Right now, Paul coming. He got one shoe. He can get my right one. Or mm -hmm. left, whichever no one she is. We love you, Paul. I love yeah, him. That's yeah. my right. brother for Absolutely. real. And he's still humble. He called me the other day on some. Hey, um, you think you want to do it? For Man, stop saying that, <laughs> no. bro. I love him to death. So that wow. was a great experience yeah, of going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each one of them taught me something different. T. Ferris taught me something different. T. Ferris is a straight workaholic. Yeah, he don't give a damn if you had a baby last night. Uh, your tooth ache. Man, you can tell Ferris your tooth hurt. He going, right. shit, so what it's time you'll be ready? <laughs> Eight o'clock studio. What time you going to be ready? <laughs> yeah, man, I ain't going to lie. Keep what you doing. I ain't going to lie, man. I got tooth hurt. Hard my... Hey, what time you going to be ready, though? Yeah, that's fair. And G-Dash taught me more of a professionalism of how to be at when I transition over to be the boss that yeah, I am now. G -Dash, you know, G -Dash. How, I, how I get on now, how to be. And we've been through a lot. And, man, the whole thing about it, man, me and him still talk twice a week. He gonna support everything I do. They've always been supportive. So it was a great experience for me to go over there. But like I say, I got to get that one year over there and I and I found out everything I need to know in order to be able to get where I'm at right now. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics. 
as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And how did you get so deep into cars? Because you got a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cool-ass cars. I am not what I was. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. We, I, my first car didn't come to my house till I was about 16 or 17. My mom just, we just didn't have a car, man. We caught rides everywhere. And I just was fascinated with it, man. My first car was, I was about 15 to 16. I was hiding my car around the corner. I was already hustling. I've been off the porch. I jumped off the porch 15. I was staying in the weed house at 15 years old, 15, 16 years old in Higgins. So 
I just always been into cars because young, we didn't have them. And my next door neighbors was some gangsters. They were some gangsters and some pimps. So they had all kind of cars. And I used to literally go jump the fence. They had cars all in their backyard, all on the side. And I used to sit in these cars with a full imagination. Man, I've been in them for two hours. I've been in Winter Sharp's time all. I've been in Winter. <laughs> everything. So once I start, and like I say, man, South Park, he from that, man. We big on finesse and cars and Martin Luther King. And I grew up admiring Toast and, and, and Blunt and, and, and all these Quincy, people, Quincy and, and Keith Babb and this. And, and, I would, and, I would, and I would neighborhood is about these cars. Floyd, and man, I, and I didn't even never think that I would get these cars. I used to just be like, damn. So when I got an opportunity to start having my own money and buying them, it, it, first, I used to be saying, "Man, this is a very bad investment," and 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 I'm telling you, man, this is a it's a horrible hobby. Now I'm just too far addicted to the shit. Now I don't even I don't know how to get out of it. Oh, remember growing up, man, we would identify people by the car they drove. Bingo. <laughs> that I was, was a big crazy, bingo guy. Right? I'm big bingo. <laughs> I'm a big bingo guy. I'm I still bingo <laughs> right yeah. now to myself. Bingo for that. Red hey, listen, man, I can down. tell you any kind of car, every car facing head, all these business, all this here. All the way to now, I don't care. Because I'm a car. I watch everybody's cars. I'm into them. I'm just a car guy, man. I don't know, man. I, I love all slim cars. And I'm a dude that I love cars whether I got them or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my... Man, let me tell you something. My 16-year-old just got his first car two days ago. I bought it. Loved it. Hey, man, I don't care if it's from a Nissan to a Rolls Royce. I'm into it. I can see the new Ford Bronco come down the street. I'm going to examine it. Look at that new Bronco. Huh? We look, look, look good in that Bronco. Yeah. I'm still into it like that. So, no, it's just do, a big fetish. Park, do your parking lot, you like like cruise, like just go nah, to the go, go nah, to the dealership and just walk through the parking shit. lot? Oh, you do that? oh, I do that with cars and houses. Yeah. I go to houses, go to the model houses, three, four million dollar houses, walk through them. And if it's a major car like, like I done went and seen the new Rover, the new Maybach or something. You like come. the new Rover? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. You like it? I, like I love it. it. I, love it. I like the third row back there, though. I haven't been able to get in that one yet. I've just been catching the, yeah, no, the they two got, row. They got the third row the third back row there. Yeah, third row so, I mean, to it, I like, so I do go tour some of the cars, not like, not like, you know, and and to be honest, man, I'm not a like my cars, like my my old school cars. I really even drive them. I got one on the way right now. I'm working on it right now. Let it'll be through in about thirty, about seventy six. My birth year. Yeah. Right. And um, I'm wrapped up into it real strong. It's coming out in probably about four weeks. I love cars. You stay every time I caught them when I was young. I'm like this thing. Yeah, it's flat. Things, <laughs> Bentleys and shit, Azuls. Oh, I had a Azul. Oh, that Azul was. <laughs> <laughs> zoo, I caught that as well, man. man. That Azul was full. I remember I caught him at the phone place in the coop bending when they first. I mean, in the coop bins when they first came. I'm like, face got a nice selection that he do. Face mm, chilling, were, man. Were, were you ever into anything other than rap, like in terms of what you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, Did you ever aspire to be anything other than a rapper? It happened so fast. You no, know, like I was the dude, man, with the lunchroom going wild. You know, well, I'm rap. Like, man, I was a class clown actor, um, Sandman in the in the in the in the talent show. <laughs> I just always been into yeah. entertainment, man. Right. Young and early, not even knowing I'm going that way. You know, I've always aspired. You know, like anybody, I played ball young, and I was small or not. I was good at. It. I was good at ball. ball, football. I was good at ball. You know what I'm saying? I was good at ball young, Rapping, running, running back. back. 
Yeah, I played running back in um, Little League. I moved up to, uh, I played running back in high school in the ninth grade, 10th grade. Then I just, I didn't make it to varsity. I stopped. Because around about 14, by 15 or 16, I'm on. Like, I was getting picked up by the, like, when I was 17, I was getting picked up by sticks and going to screw highs. And, yeah, I was already at screw high 9-3. 9-4 mm. by the time 9-5 got here. Nigga we knew stars. who you was. Yeah, we stars. In 9-6, we stars. I'm telling you, street stars for real. By the time we dropped that pimp to pin, three in the morning. So I never got a really a chance to be in, man. Nine, six. So you were 20 at night. Nine, nine, six. Nine, six. You were 20? Yeah, I was 25. And, and, and nine, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm telling. I'm like, man, we we didn't get to, like I tell people, my, like I tell people, people that's a little younger than me, they be like, man, what's up with K? Was K Reno? I say, bro, K Reno on them was the shit. Man, when I was growing up young, that's the first rap that I heard. Face was the, UGK was the first rap that uh, had, that we heard that we thought was similar to us if we could make it. Face them was gone. Y'all was out of there. We didn't think that we could do that at the, at a time. No, I'm serious. I be telling this story. I'm like, you got to understand, man, they was already big. By the time we was, by, by the time they 24, 25, we 17. I tell people all the time, Pat's six years older than me. Five, six years older than me. So when I was 17, he was 23. Y'all was already 24, 25. So the young people, man, they don't even understand. Like, they don't even know K-Reno's and I started small time, dope game, dope game. You know, pushing rocks on the block, I'm never broke, man. This shit here was the toughest shit ever. Man, I'm talking to somebody about street military the other day. They ain't even know that. Street military was cold as fuck. I'm like, man, this is how, 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 does, how does that happen though? How how do you how do how does a whole generation drop a ball like that? Because we didn't. Like we, we knew didn't. we knew the legends that our parents grew up on. Like we knew the music, we knew the artist. We knew all of the Stevie Wonders, the, the, the Brothers, Michael the, Jacksons, the, the, the Isleys, Marlin the Gays, you name the, it. The, the Temptations, you know, the 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 Natalie Coles, the Nat King Cole. I mean, we knew, we knew the artist. Shit. When we, we heard their voice, the we knew the gang. I, I we, went we into knew the that. Bars. We I, knew Cool in the game. I went into that because you saying like, what? I never got a chance to think about nothing else, man. I was wrapped up into this shit. Mm-hmm. Face this that, but man, I was I was man, I was wrapped up into it. So I never had fireman dreams and police dreams and and army dreams. I ain't never thought about doing all that shit. Now I'm a, I'm a realist. I always been a hustler, man. At 13 or 14, man, I was faking um applications so I can work like I'm 16 at the growth. So I, I always been about it. I've been outside and about it. But once I got attached to that music, man, and and seeing y'all and UGK and, 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 and Street Military, these were the people started giving me the opportunity to think I can make it. I can really do something. Then I popped. Then we, even when we done that shit in 1996, we screwed three in the morning. That's the first song that we really got that's really a song. Man, we still ain't really, hey man, Screw made hundreds and hundreds of thousands on them screw tapes. And we ain't never thought he owed us that. Mm. We wasn't in that frame at the time. This was just our partner who was doing something. Hey, man, it was a long time before I even realized that I was professional. Not even at Don't Mess With Texas, man. I'm still drinking and missing shows and going crazy and living like a thug. You know what I'm saying? This shit just happening fast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it took me about... F- missing shows? Hey, yeah. At what point did you have a, a yeah. con- at what point did you make a conscious decision to clean up the act? I mean, you still a street dude, but 
you're more refined these days. Like the, the type of stuff I see you doing, you, you, I, it's easy to, to, to not just catch you at a fine restaurant, but also <laughs> celebrating <laughs> an event, celebrating, you know, an event of yours mm-hmm. at a fine restaurant or uh, anywhere, you know, like you're on a different level now. Like and at what point, like a grown ass even, man, the, way you, even, yeah, even the way you dress, you know, like at what point did you make a conscious decision to pivot into that direction? Um, I would say I've been the way that I am now, maybe five years. Um, it took me, I had to really start investing into discipline, man, you know, about, and trying to, I'm telling you, to be honest, I'm really just not getting to enjoy life. I've been running and ducking my whole life. Mm. So I just finally got the financial residuals to match the person that I really want to be. Mm-hmm. I never had the money really to match what I want to do. I always had a mindset to dress correctly, pull your pants up, take put a belt on. I always had the mindset to do the correct um, videos, make the right albums, do what. Basically, man, the reason why I'm staying independent, why I'm because I'm finally able to control it the way that I want to, and in me being able to control it, I just wanted to mature and grow, make sure that each time my platform get, because man, listen, man. It's, I know people that went up here with me, man, and they I, they going all the way back to where it was at. So about four or five years, man, and I'm steady maturing into the person I had to be. I had to start being more disciplined about bills, more disciplined about everything, all type of finance, the situation. It's so hard for independent people to pay the lights, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, then go mix and master and buy the beats and do a video. And... That's a certain amount of discipline. That's why a lot of people can't drop these albums over and over because they don't have the discipline to be able to live mm. and work. Boy, and it, boy, boy. it took me a long time to get there. And once I got there, man, I just started maturing. So now I'm, I wouldn't tell people I've been like this 10, 15, now, four, five years. And it took me five years to get to that point to be able to try to do this here for five years. And, man, I had to start being honest. I had to start being Straight up respectful, asking for what's mine. Stop being so passive. That's another thing, being so passive, man, knowing these people owe you this. Hey, man, knowing these people owe you this money, knowing they taking it, you scared to ask for it. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to ruffle feathers, all type of stuff. I had to stop hiring friends. I had to cut off friends, man. I do all types of shit now. Well, you know, like even on the road, I don't smoke and drink on the road. I don't sleep. I don't stay nowhere. Like I don't get rooms out of time. If I go to Dallas, if I got a show at 12 o'clock, we leaving at 7. Hey, I got two drivers. Neither one of them smoke or drink. We finna hit this road, one finna drive there, one finna drive back. I just started doing stuff like that, man, four, five, about six, seven years ago. Okay, I finna book this travel fee. It's charging me $350 to travel for the gas, everything. I mean, I mean, they'll be like, man, you want us to get your room? You want us to get this on? now? Give me the room money, and I finna get after my drivers. Now my drive was making shit. My drive was making a thousand dollars a weekend. I'm paying them three. I'm paying them three, four, two, three hundred, three, four hundred. Whether we going to Dallas or Galveston, mm-hmm. it don't matter. So you ain't got to have no gas. You ain't got to have no rental car. All I need you to do is get in and drive. And man, I'm trying to. My whole main goal is to get everybody back home safe to their families. If you want to mess with this chick or you want to stay, do it on your own. But we finna turn around and get it on. I don't get hotels. I don't do none of that no more. 
How long did it take for you to get on your social media hustle? Like, because you're a low-key dude. You've always been a low-key dude. And, you know, social media is that we're in the era of everybody chime in. Everybody got an opinion. And most of the time, people's opinions are, are really shitty, yeah. you know? Mm. And so uh, somebody like you, a serious cat who, you know, has opinions of your own, I mean, you... You, you you say a lot of things that are profound. I mean, you have a lot of insight uh -huh. and experience when you speak. Uh -huh. I mean, it makes sense. It's uh -huh. common sense. You know, it's common sense commentary. You make sense. But at some time, sometimes on social media, you got to deal with the dumbasses who would just get on a there and, and act like they, they, they're blind, crippled, and crazy. Uh, you know, like, how do you... You know, how did you make the conscious decision to actually hop on social media and put yourself out there? It was hard because um, I'm I'm hey, I'm low key. I'm trying to be cool, you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, I I realized that I had to. I ain't miss shit. I ain't miss the cassette. I ain't miss the CD. I ain't miss the vinyl. I ain't miss the stream. I ain't gonna miss that content. Y'all ain't gonna leave me here. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, nah, I ain't gonna leave me. I'm gonna get me some of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all moving fast, but I'm gonna get some. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, sometimes they take off a little faster than me, but I'm gonna catch on. I'm not getting left behind. So my whole thing was I had to start. I'm I'm a dude that the reason that I tell people I'm the SUC captain and and I'm this here, it's not because I got the most, I, I got the better raps I've done this here. It's because the reason I get the most money, the reason I do that, because I take all the ridicule. I take all the, the detriment. I take all the down talk. I take all that. So on the other side, the accolades and everything that come with it, I'm able to deal with it. I always had to be the one with the tough skin. This, that, the the controversy, people talking and all this. So transferring that game to social media, man, I, I got a 90-10, a, a an 80-20 rule. Hey, man, listen, I don't have time to do the... The 80 20. I got 80 majority over here that's doing this way. I'm not the dude that pull up my video on YouTube and I check the dislikes first, the thumbs down. There's people who do that. And, and yeah, but they ain't got shit else to do, man. But Fuck that, them it, up. I mean, you know, but well, that's over now. The, you, the, the thumbs down on YouTube is over. They, now. they took them down. Took but down. see, the, uh, the whole thing about it is basically what I'm saying, I had to start letting the tough skin that built me be able to put that same shell on when you get onto this. And I and listen, I ain't perfect. I just told somebody today, hey, I'm going to have me two, three battles a year. I got to get it out. I, I got to let you know I still got the spice. But for the most part, I let that shit go, man. You got to have tough skin, man. You can't be... I know people, man, who will have 200 comments, 175, I mean, 198 of them great. But them two that's fucked up, then, then fuck they whole day up. Yeah, I know like the first probably three or four people who who said something slick to me on social media uh, located them in ding, ding, fries and shake on their ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I had to realize that, man, you know, it costs a lot of money and yeah. resources and yeah. you're taking a lot of chances, you know, like, because, yeah. you know, people got families too. You know, the people that put this work in, they yeah. got families, yeah. man. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, it really... You got like you said, you gotta have tough skin. You gotta have tough and, skin. And then so my thing, what I what I did is I, I just made the adjustment and I was like, you know, if somebody sees somebody out and they say, Yeah, that's such, that's such, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I all right, man, y'all do what y'all do. You know, if that happens, cool, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But just going out and just somebody do something particularly egregious yeah. that got to be happening. But other than that, it's like, uh, catch up with that little punk when, when we can. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't just let 
people run amok. You know, if people think that they can just handle you any kind of way, do you any kind of way, you'd be like some of these, you'd be like some of these ball players, especially the basketball players, where these people be just talking reckless, talking about their mamas and their dads. I saw one player, uh, I saw, oh, it was an old video of a player, it was Vernon Maxwell. Mm. Vernon, Vernon Maxwell's girlfriend or his wife, I, I would think it was his wife, who had had uh, lost her baby, and somebody in the audience was teasing him about it, like some uh, somebody was just hey, talking, man. talking, just dragging him about his his wife losing her child, and he went after him. See, it's certain shit you can cross that line. Hey, man, got to get you. You got to get it. Yeah, it's some lines that you. Yeah. Hey, man, let me tell you something, man. What I do notice, man, this shit cruel, man. Hey, man, they cruel, man. They going they gonna to get up under you. Let me tell you what I have, what I tell my son and my all the time. Stop looking for you and people. You you know, I uh, wouldn't Stop say, looking for uh, you and people. Uh, I love that. I, I, I wouldn't say this. Uh, I, I wouldn't do this. Hey, man, listen, man. I used to tell my kids all the time. Man, people come over the house. Man, I don't know what happened to my coat. They stole it. You just not from that kind of time. You know what I'm saying? When they came to our house and the coat was missing, we, we don't got that we, we Now my son, I had some Jordans in there. <laughs> they stole it, son. You not from that kind of life. See, you don't steal. Yeah. So so yeah. you that didn't dawn you. Hey, man, that's what I'm saying. So that's what it be, man. It's just that thing. we not from this type of stop looking for you and people. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do that. That nigga would say that. Yeah. He'll do that in a second. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just, I had to adjust to that, man. And Because let me tell you something, man. It's a lot of, hey, man, I'm, I'm here to tell you. Hey, bro, I had to do some TikToks. What the yeah, you put your cars on there, I ain't, double, I ain't double cars on my t- <laughs> You got, you got like all my TikTok, TikTok fans go hit me with, bro. You ain't got nothing because of me, <laughs> I was like, man, that's all, that's all I really know how to that's do. But, but you know what I'm saying? I just, I just wanted to. I, I try to adjust to the culture of what's happening, man. That's the reason why I done a book, man. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to do everything on my platform. I don't want to miss nothing. So, man, maturing up. I, I tell you this, here, yeah, I made more money mature, boy, than, huh. than being a Say damn that, fool. Bro. Say boy. that, bro. Say it. Say that's it. what I try to tell people, man. Like. If they ask all all the youngsters, man, they say, "What's your advice?" What's your? They ask me this in every interview, man. My advice is, man, I'm not te- be the best version of myself. Look, Kiki had a great time. I wouldn't trade it in Scarface. He had a great time, but as man, the faster you can mature and discipline up on certain shit, like just small shit. I be hitting niggas with, "Hey, man, what y'all did last night?" Man, we was in the studio all night. I be in the boy. What y'all had did? Y'all was just in there. <laughs> man, go to the studio for a purpose, man. You know what I'm saying? You can you can write your shit at the house. I'm building a room right now. And I'm gonna treat it like I treated it back when I had the paper studio time. Like if I'm not going in there to be productive, I'm not going in there. You know what I mean? If I'm not going well, in from sound, then pill up here. No, no, no. I'm just we're, I'm, we're, I'm gonna, just, we're finna get another one. No, no, no. Now no, stop no. it. Listen, oh, is we gonna get a dud? No, you're not, man. Is we gonna get a dud? We want it. Another what? You know what the fuck? <laughs> about another what? Nah, this, this is the thing though. I, I put a I'm putting the studio together. What you building the room for? I'm building the room so people can have a top notch studio <laughs> in the city to come and use. What about you using it? I'm gonna probably go in there a few <laughs> times a month. <laughs> we want it, man. 
Hey, man, you didn't just like say, hey, man, here go the last one and I'm through. You just saying I'm through. We want it. I'm a jam. I'm a jam. I'm a jam man, with you. Oh, yeah, you know. Kiki, man, we glad that you're not man. through, man. We appreciate oh, no, you no, coming no, on the show, man. Through. We appreciate everything. Man, we love you. Thank you, bro. For I the culture, you. man. We appreciate your growth. We appreciate the motivation that you give on a daily basis. Yes, sir. Thank to you, To all of the youngsters out there and even the people out there who are not so young, Hey, yo, man. tell them how, they, how, they, how can they get in contact advice. with you. Man, I mean, how do they, how can um, they, yeah. Look, Kiki, everything, really. Don Key 713. I'm still being Look Kiki. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's uh, one of my publishers and marketing people. You know, as much as I try to switch over this person, Look Kiki is still it. That's what made me, man. So, Don Key 713 um, on everything. Now, the, for the merch and everything, selfmade713.com. And you can get all three of my brands, 713, Selfmade, all the legend talk shit. Book is doing well on every platform. And I'm just adding, I got something else on the way. Something real crazy. I'm going to make an yeah, announcement in about man, two weeks. You sat down on that album and, and that motherfucker jam. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Remember when we sat down this and that? I was like, damn. Well. You got the song You got the song out with Juicy J yet? Next. Man, man. <laughs> next. I want to get my car finished. Well, you know, I be watching. Boy. I be I listening and watching. Hey, man. Shout out to you, Don Key, man. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I want the whole world to know. That Don Key is a H Town legend and one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Solid. Thank you, Appreciate man. Appreciate you, bro. Solid thank cat. You thank you. Thank y'all so much, bro. Thank you, much man. Love, Key. No more talk. This episode was produced by A King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.